Ion 2020 episode 255. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Well, you know, if there is one way to get people to tune out of politics, it is definitely to have an impeachment trial going on in the Senate. It is absolutely uh, the most boring thing I've ever heard and seen in my life on both sides of the aisle, for real. You listen to these people talk, and it's just this monotone voice for 30, 40 minutes at a time. One guy went on for like three hours yesterday, and it's just almost impossible to listen to. There's the same argument, same thing made over and over again. The Democrats say what they've been saying, the Republicans say what they've been saying, in different ways, but it's all the same argument. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the way that the impeachment trial is going right now, the Democrats are now having 24 total hours in which they can talk. 24 hours to make a case. And then after that, the Republicans get 24 hours to make a case. Not 24 hours straight. Not like... Tuesday at noon until Wednesday at noon. No. 24 hours on the Senate floor to talk. So, yesterday, you had them up there for six, seven hours or so talking. And then, today, you'll most likely have them up there for eight hours talking. And then on Friday, tomorrow, you'll have another eight hours. So, 24 hours total of these people making a case which is the same thing stated over and over again in 150 different ways probably by like 50 different senators while they're at it and this is just the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life why don't they just get on with the program everybody is losing at this point is what it comes down to the American people are tuning it out all they're looking at looking at this thing as right now is as partisan infighting and that's it that's the general consensus I'm sure among just about everyone in America that it's two political parties fighting over something and the and the, the actual reason for the impeachment the so called crime high crime and misdemeanor that happens isn't even playing out at this point Everybody looks at it and says, look, that's just two kids over there fighting in the corner. So then next week, the Republicans get their 24 hours of conversation, 24 hours on the House floor or on the Senate floor. How long are they going to make their case for? Are they going to sit there for 24 hours? This isn't the Republicans, this is going to be the, and not specifically the Republicans, it's going to be the case for Donald Trump, like it's his attorneys, they're going to get 24 hours to talk as well. Are they going to use the whole 24 hours? Are the Democrats, the House Democrats, are they going to use their whole 24 hours? 
who knows but the hundred or so the hundred senators are sitting in observation they're supposed to make a, they're supposed to be presented with the facts and the arguments that the house has for the impeachment and then the president has his people that are going to make their case and then the senate has to sit in judgment so it's not really like senators that are talking it's actually house members that are talking and their attorneys that are talking and then the republicans have which you know donald trump has his people doing the talking but the thing is is why don't they just do the vote now why didn't they just first day boom all right here here it is we're gonna vote on whether to impeach trump or not because you know what's gonna happen it's already laid out in the cards this is just a whole lot of nothing this is just wasting time this is just filling the news cycle and i wonder what underhanded thing the deep state is doing or the politicians are doing right now under our nose while the entire news media cycle is filled with the impeachment trial that's what i wonder because every time it's kind of like a head fake every time they go and do one thing something else happens and the news cycle never covers it like for example during the impeachment house impeachment trial the afghanistan letters or the afghanistan notes came out by the washington post talking about some of the classified documents that they got through the freedom of information act that showed just how pitiful the afghan war is and how most of the generals thought that it was unwinnable never made the news though never made the news at all and then you had during that time you know everyone's main focus was only on one thing as that was impeachment and now you got the impeachment trial going on so what head fake are they doing to us right now that's what i wonder because our government is overburdensome it's growing at tremendous rates and it does way too much and you know they're going to try to do something while the public's eyes are not on it while the public's worn out on all things politics right now because that's what it is guys nobody's going to win this debate nobody's going to win this argument it's going to be a loser for the democrats and the republicans the american people the people that are observing this are going to see just how crazy it is that's going what's going on in washington just how partisan it is and hopefully they it lifts that veil and we can turn our backs away from the swamp that donald trump supposedly was going to go and get rid of we see how well that's gone right so yeah that is my take on it there's no real news being made it's all the same partisan bickering going back and forth and that's it is it going to help out the candidates on the democratic ticket i don't think so they're all going to have their things to say but right now we're in full swing they're going into mode right now where everyone's kind of bickering back and forth you got bernie sanders fighting against elizabeth warren for her voters you got joe biden trying to get this person you got mike bloomberg trying to do this and that you know everyone is fighting back and forth right now in order to try to gain some credibility and some votes the polls are showing like biden's the winner but joe or bernie sanders is in like second place and he's a strong second now so will these other candidates start fading away that is almost certain 
that is almost certain. You're definitely going to see Mike Bloomberg. He's starting to pick up a little bit in some of these polls. So he's still going to be ticking up, I'm sure, because he's spending so much money. But he's pulling away from people like Pete Buttigieg. He's pulling away from people like um, Amy Klobuchar. He's pulling away from people like Tom Steyer. He's probably even pulling away a little bit from uh, from Joe Biden. He seems more electable, so we shall see where he goes. But these people, man, it's not helping them what, out whatsoever. Is it helping Donald Trump out? We know this, that the House impeachment proceedings helped Donald Trump out. But I just think the people are just going to turn their backs on the entire government. And you know what that's going to do? It'll probably end up, end up will helping out Donald Trump. Because if everybody's looking at this saying, all this is is partisan bickering, Donald Trump's an outsider. That's what people perceive him as. He's an outsider. He's just caught up in the whole swampiness of the of the Washington establishment. That's what people are going to look at it as, and that's, it's probably true. It probably is true. Did he do something wrong, though? There's probably some... There's probably definitely some smoke and some fire going on in that as well. I don't know if it's impeachable. I've said that before. But did he do something that probably shouldn't have done? Yeah, probably, you know? But they keep going back to this idea that somehow, you know, it was some crazy high crime or something that he did by withholding the funds until they did what he wanted them to do and then they, the Democrats do say that oh well they wanted him to interfere in the 2020 election that was the quid pro quo but as we see it's not really the truth that there wasn't really a quid pro quo per se but um, we'll see how it goes you guys know that um, nothing really going on in the news though I've been looking around because I've been trying to figure this out like what is the head fake that they're doing to us right now and it'll come out in the next couple of weeks I'm sure but the head fake is there so keep an eye out for that what are they going to do is this going to mean war with Iran and they're just kind of like while the cameras are not on them they're just kind of moving people into place uh that's a concern of mine as well. But I'm not going to make this show too long for you guys today because there's not really any news to talk about, you know? And I'm trying to make this show a little bit more short and concise if I can because we're trying to cover the politics of the election right now. We do have the caucuses coming up in Iowa in about a week or about two weeks now, so I will see how those go. Uh, I don't see too much going on with the libertarian movement right now. You've had a couple of people that are libertarians that are running that uh, have dropped out, trying to favor some of these other candidates. I mean, there's nobody that's really announced that's new. There's nobody making waves, really. Um, so there's not really much to talk about on the way of the of the libertarians, on the way of the Green Party. Haven't seen much activity going on there either. For the third parties, we're about three months out until they start making some waves, until you start seeing any headlines from them. And then once they have the Libertarian Convention and they elect a nominee, at that point, that's when you're going to start seeing that nominee get out there and start having conversations with other people, trying to bring people into the Libertarian movement, trying to bring people to the realization that the two-party system is broken, a third party can be very helpful... 
and we're the third party to bring people to because we're the we're, we are the party of limited government. That is what we are. That is what we are. Tulsi Gabbard, guys, everyone says that we should be supporting her and everything. I even heard someone say that Tulsi Gabbard is better than like um, the Republican slash now Libertarian governor of Rhode Island. What was his name? Uh, but yeah, he, people have been saying that. They said, oh yeah, Tulsi Gabbard, we should support her over him. Because he's just, um, that he's just uh, William Weld 2.0. I don't believe that. I think that if you're going to look at Tulsi Gabbard for her anti-war views, yes, absolutely super strong on the anti-war message. She has the right message there. Not strong enough in my opinion, but she does have that message there. But when it comes to every other issue, every other social issue... If you look at her views on Medicare for All, if you look at her views on um, any of the social issues, really, if you look at her views on just government in general, she believes in larger government. She believes in the government taking over certain parts of your life. She believes in the government being like a nanny state in some ways. She believes in Medicare for All. She believes in um, free college tuition. Like, those are things that are just not libertarian whatsoever. So you have people like Lincoln Chafee, who was a Republican, was an independent, very much a fiscally conservative, socially liberal kind of libertarian, right? Wishy-washy libertarian, But at least he's right on the, or not right completely on the social issues. He's not right completely on the government fiscal responsibility issues. But he's 180 degrees from Tulsi Gabbard on that. And people say, oh, I'll support Tulsi Gabbard over Lincoln Chafee. I think that that's just a reactionary thing to say. Like, I, I don't think that you've really looked into the guy. If you look at his political views, he's not for Medicare for all. He's not for unlimited spending. He's not for unlimited government. He wants to put limits on government. Maybe not as far as you want him to go, but that doesn't make him all wrong. If he's right on 70% of it, don't kill him for the 30%. Educate him towards that other 30%. That's what I always say but support somebody who believes in some semblance of limited government and anti-war. He's a very strong voice for the anti-war movement as well in that sense. So, yeah, not perfect. He's not Jacob Hornberger, that's true. But you know what? Work to get Jacob Hornberger to be the nominee then. Because at this rate, at this point, it's most likely going to be Lincoln Chafee. Because you know how the Libertarian Party is, guys, you do. You know how they are. They just, they want that, that shiny polished diamond, you know? They want that person that they think is going to get the 
the credibility aspect in. So people are going to vote for him because of that when you go to that, when you go for the nomination, when you go to vote at the Libertarian Convention. That's what you're going to have. You want a Jacob Hornberg, you better make it a point to get to that convention and vote for him then. But if you do get a Lincoln Chafee up there, I would say he's way better. Way better than William Weld. He's not William Weld 2.0. Maybe he's somewhere in between William Weld and, say, um, I don't know, and, say, Jacob Hornberger in that sense then. You know, like somewhere in between there. Probably halfway down the middle, I would say. That's what I, I mean, but I, I'm not an expert on any of these two guys. I really am not. But I don't think that you should just throw this guy out there and say, Psh, yeah, William Weld 2.0, I would never vote for him. I don't think that's the way to go. Because I think that when it comes to the anti-war message, he has been a pretty strong advocate of that. So is Jacob Hornberger. So is any of the Libertarian candidates. William Weld was not like that, though. He was a supporter of foreign intervention. He tried to lead Gary Johnson towards that. Gary Johnson, generally a strong advocate of non-foreign intervention. But William Weld tried to kind of rationalize those things. And he did that. And that that doesn't work. Libertarians are anti-war. We are. We're anti-foreign intervention. That's how we are. And I'm pretty sure Lincoln Chafee's there, man. Just like all of them. So, Tulsi Gabbard... She is not a libertarian, guys. She's not. We love her because she made it a point to stand up as for the, with a anti-war message on on the debate stages. But she's gone. She's out of there. If she runs Green Party, do you support her over the Libertarian Party candidate? Absolutely not. Because they're not right on the socialists. They're not right on the limited government issues. They're not right on those things. But you know, that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it, okay? That's my opinion. That's what I got for you today. So, uh, hey, if you like the show, that's fine. You can keep on liking it by listening to the show. That helps out the numbers, right? But if you want the numbers to go up, if I want the numbers, like I want the numbers to go up, continually go up in the show's ratings and everything, then I'd appreciate a five-star rating and review, okay? Do that for me. Do that. Give me a five-star rating and review. And then if you come on back on Monday, I'll help you to have clear vision for 2020.